Give it to the tall guy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Simrack. This is Mars here. Say what's up, guys. What's going on? Ready, rock. Hey, today we're discussing Zack Snyder's top movie, Rebel Moon, that he just dropped on Netflix. I mean, it is something that we were have been expecting for years after his departure from the, uh, the, the, the DCEU, and now it's finally out. We're here to review it. Are you guys ready to burn? Well, he didn't. He had a bunch of things post DC that've been on Netflix. We, we, this is like the third this, thing. We've been expecting this for years. Yeah, for years. We've been excited. We've been we, the visuals have been stunning. Remember the one with the big horn? Mm. You know, everybody's like, "Wow, what is that? We gotta take a look at that." Fortunately, I don't remember seen, that. Just, we haven't seen I don't it yet. That. I don't remember that at all. Oh man, it burnt the internet up, bro. It was like on fire, you know. Like with kerosene and gasoline at the same time. Must have burned. Must have burned the chat room up. But aside of that, I don't recall that at all. Anyway, so back to the movie. Hey, this basic movie is you know a, a standard. Um, our main character here, she is on a, a, a faraway moon. Um, they're fighting this this evil militaristic um, kingdom. I don't know why they call it kingdom when you have multiple planets under you. We should be an emperor, but there's a, a kingdom that basically is um, just taking over the universe. And I'm going to help you out. Everybody. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. Okay? Help you me out. got this already. This, this is what you've been planning for, for years now. It's called the fascist regime. There you go. I'm not going to be using the word fascist because there's too much connotations, but militaristic, as I said. And um, here we basically have, she was once part of that military um, faction from the mother planet, I guess. And so she is now trying to rebel. She's fighting. They're about to take over a planet called Belt that she lives on. And um, she knows that it, it, when they come, they're going to take everything. So she's like, we got to basically fight, right? You know, of course, she didn't want to do it, but they were going to rape a poor girl. So they were like, yo, she starts killing them. And that's how it starts off. And then we start into the Seven Samurai, where she starts looking for help throughout the universe to to, to fight back off the, the bad guys. You know, she looks for... Um, a rebel general. She looks for you know anybody who can help a prince, and then you also have um, uh, I guess a rebel group continue. So that's the basic basic um, of this particular story. The question is, it any good? So I'm going to push it on to our boy Petey. Petey, tell us what you thought of the show going forward. Um, okay, so one of the things one last thing before you start, just remember there are ground rules here, so please stick to the ground rules that we prearranged for this particular video, right? Um, I've been calling this um, the Zack Snyder. I'm taking my ish back. He's like, because obviously he did go into to the Lucasfilm and he presented his ideas. And even though they didn't um, use him as director, it kind of feels like all this stuff was kind of in the Force Awakens and Rogue One and even the twists. That, no, no, I mean that's stuff, but you know, but the the twist that's in um, Magnificent Seven. Oh, wait, 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 let me just get through my stuff first, okay? Good lord! But um, the twist that they ultimately had in um, the Last Jedi that came up. So ultimately, one thing I have to say as a fault is that Zack Snyder's zombies move really fast, and his action heroes move very slow. So it's like, in the same time as pacing for the action was extremely slow for the slow stuff like the slow plot so it kind of put me to sleep a couple times since you're at home watching on netflix when you get to the lulls in the movie and you fall out there was two for me in the movie that one early on no 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 i got i got for a while i think by the second or third person they picked up i fell out 
then I almost fell out again. But by the end, it was, you know, pretty exciting. I'd like the problem. Problem is, there's a lot of people I already knew. So even though I did like Dijon Hanzu, I was I enjoyed seeing him. There was other people that I'd seen in other things, like the person who's like the the farmer who's in there. I've seen him in a bunch of things. So I wish there was kind of a new face that I'd never seen before. But um, otherwise. It's a fun sort of thing. It does have its issues. It is stuff we've seen before, but when it gets to the end, I like the whole end fight and that sort of thing. And then twist, even though it was something that had to happen because these characters are, some of them were too good to be true. So we had a twist. It was cool how they set them up and they looked like they were finished. And then of course, you know, we get that moment with our farmer and then action ensues, but it's not over. And they had a twist with the, the, the villain too. So, and some of the costuming for the villains were kind of like the Star Trek um, Nazis. They're just like, yo, do a little more on these the villain outfits. But um, I really I, I really was impressed with the, the robot, even though he wasn't in there that much. That was cool. Even though that was also, his storyline was a little very stilted. The characterization and how it moved that sort of thing kind of sold me on it. So otherwise, it was okay. I can just say that my opinion of it, it was okay. It's definitely watchable. I'm like, I like Sophia. She's been good and everything I've seen in her end. So yeah, even though I didn't like Mummy, she was the best part of the Mummy. So um, you know, let's see what happens in the next one. That we need to see some new stuff when we get to the next one. We allowed this. You took back your stuff. Now when we get to this next one, because on Netflix, there's no reason not why not not to watch it. You give me some new stuff that we don't we ain't seen before. So that's okay. Hey, Cal, what's your take on it? Oh, it's not a good story. You got, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in there to like. I mean, a, a lot of the, I mean, I think he did a good job of choosing the actors because these are fan favorite actors. But everybody I saw I've seen in something else, like, oh, yeah, he's cool, he's cool, she's cool, but. You know, if you're going to do something, if it's going to be character driven, then I've got to be able to connect to the character. I'm not connected to any of these people. So, and for the large part, this is character driven. Her backstory is not, her backstory isn't compelling. Uh, and then it dragged. The first 20, 25 minutes of this, it took a long time for it finally started to get it up and running. And it got up with the same trite, hackneyed storyline. Oh, I don't want to do anything, but now something happened, so I got to get involved. So, I'm, you know, it, it, it's interesting because he likes to borrow from established storylines. You got the whole thing with you. You got Campbell, you have the Joseph Campbell stuff going on with refusing the call. Then we want to do seven, then we want to do seven samurai. We got a little bit of Dune, a little bit of Star Wars, Magnificent Seven, all of this type of stuff. And he still can't put together a competent story. There, there were several parts in this where the story should have been over, where there was no reason for the story to continue. Should have been over, but that's where the visuals come in. You get sucked in by, oh wow, that looks cool. And this looks good. Let's see how this is all executed, and you can get flim flammed into believing that that should have actually taken place, based on what we've seen at this point. I think the biggest thing was, well, you you, you saw it, 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 it's telegraphed a mile away, okay, that uh, Kai's going to betray the group. You, you you see that coming, okay? They're all betrayed. I mean, and they're not even betrayed in a manner where I could believe they could escape. Because the uh, the harnesses that they got those guys in, I was like, man, this is gonna be pretty tough. How are they gonna get out of this one? And then he says, okay, you, I want you to do it. I'm like, oh, well, let me gee, let me guess. He's gonna do something really quick, and somehow she's gonna get free. Yeah, so I was like, oh, come on. 
Come on. You had these dudes dead to rights, and you're going to let him do it? No, don't let him do it. You do it. It makes no sense at this point. But then we get the, you know, we we get the rest of it. I was surprised that uh, what's the name? Blood X, Ray Fisher's character, Blood X. I was surprised that they, you know, he gets he makes the ultimate sacrifice in part one. You know, I was actually looking. I, I love the voice work he was doing with that character. Now he's gone. I'm like, okay. And then you have the big fight scene with the big villain in the first part, in the first half. And so I was like, he's gonna come back and fight her again, but he already lost the first time. Why should we expect him to win the second time when this guy has cybernetic implants and was still not able to beat her? So it's like, I, I look at the whole thing and say, look, this guy's got a lot going for him in terms of his actors, in terms of the fact that he can create uh, some really nice visuals, which everybody has said about Zack Snyder's work. It's fun to look at, but he cannot put together a competent story. Hasn't hasn't been able to do that for some time. He still has his fans, regardless. But the story just is not there. Wow. I mean, I gotta say, on my end, it's in terms of review. I think that yes, you're right. He had a lot of different elements put into this particular um, movie, and you know, we we you know, Zack Snyder basically divides audiences, right? But the question always comes down to the work. Was it enjoyable? Did you enjoy it? You know, did you find it entertaining in a time period. And I got to say, I always break, that's how I usually review things. At the very end, was I entertained? And in this, I was entertained. Were there were right. issues that I think that, that existed without a doubt, you know, but this is setting up a whole new universe, a whole new um, setup of things. So I'm probably a little bit more forgiving sure. on some of those things. But in terms of... It's not the first time in history that somebody's liked a bad story. You know, even, no, you know, that's that. and me as well. And you I know, get that. That's, what I'm that's trying neither to say, here nor there. I can't tell a good story. Well, continue. I think that, one, I don't think we've seen the whole story. I mean, he, like right here, PD has put up in front of us that there's going to be an R-rated version of a director's cut. It's probably going to be, of course, yes, longer, but probably will be able to bring in some of the elements that we didn't so it's see. Gonna be longer with, it's going to be longer with cursing and nudity? That sure it would happen. Well, hopefully the second part. I do like the cast. I do like the stunning visuals, but I like the fact that it's a new world. You know, this was his um, take on the whole what would happen if he he did his own um, versions, right? I don't know about this being a new world, buddy. Look, reminds me of a few worlds we've seen before. We've seen a lot of these worlds, right? But I'm just saying it's hard to 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 do things like that. But I think as time goes on and develops, as we see the first, the more director's cut, we see the um the the, the second movie, and also they're doing a whole bunch of different things too in media. Like right now, they're going to have a, a comic book starting in January about the Blood Axe, you know, Darian and his sister, right? Mm-hmm. I guess how they how they got together. So yes, he, while it was sad that Ray Fisher ends up. I'm um, dying right yes. away. The fact that he's yeah, shame, shame he got killed. Why do I need to read the comic now? <laughs> well, clearly his sister's going to be involved in the second one. I think she's going to come with the rest of the blood axes, right? So she's going to be involved. That's that may be their 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 or part of their military arm, you know. Um, I and I find like I don't have a problem with the with the initial bad guy, you know, what was his name? Um, dying because I mean, and, and getting resurrected again. I have no problem with that because you know we've seen that before. You know, we think the bad guy's out and down, but he's come back. But the main thing Do you think he should have lost that fight? You think he should have lost that fight to the lead, you know, to the uh, to the lead, knowing that he's got cybernetic implants in him? 
She stabbed him in the leg and he screamed out in pain. The dude's got cybernetic implants. Shouldn't have bothered him. Well, I guess it must be more sensitive cybernetic implants. But, you know, with the lead, she... I can't believe... Whoa, whoa, wait, no, no. I'm not letting... No, no, no. Not letting you get away with that one right over there. You explained to me that... What is the the sense in having a cybernetic implant and it makes you more sensitive? It makes you stronger. That's why it's a cybernetic implant. No, it can do a whole bunch of different things. You can have it make you stronger. It can also make you, uh, you know, more sensitive with your hands that you're able to pick your up. Bones, oh, your bones are now metal. We are reading too much to, into it. This is a, this as is opposed a different to, As opposed to, cal- as opposed to being, you know, as opposed to calcium, okay? That's, well, that's stronger. Somebody stab, somebody stab we're looking with, too much into this. Metal? There's, a, there's a bit of suspension of disbelief. You know, no, no, wait, no. I, I, you get, I hear, uh, the thing of it is, they did try to do a thing where he doesn't know all this stuff, but at the same time, he is how Cal described. So even though they try to set up where you see that the character's stronger, some of the extra breaking really shouldn't matter because ultimately he is, unless they put in the fake action in his head so he doesn't know that he's all this, but then you'd be surprised that he's in, even in pain. So it's like, it's, that, it's too great for you to understand to be like, it's a good reveal that is someone that's restarted and reborn and all that stuff because it is as you said but at the same time then it makes you ask more questions you have to say well is he gonna get killed beat up punch in the face and feel it we know underneath it is like not much left not, not less we don't know how much of him is in there you know so well, i mean i guess we have the whole remember we have the whole uh, hey, hold, one sec one, one sec one sec one sec sorry one sec because remember they have the fight and then he falls off that air buoy and you think he's dead, but we see, okay, he's alive. Part of the reason why we're going to believe or suspend disbelief that, you know, he's alive is because of those implants that we're seeing. They're like, oh, that's how he survived because he's got those things. Oh, wait a minute. If he's got those things and it kept him from dying, shouldn't he have been able to successfully, you know, win this, win this fight? And, and that's, that's, the line that you, that's the line that you straddle. Now, a lot of the people who enjoy Snyder's work will fill in the blanks and they connect those synapses in terms of where his storytelling falls short, but that's a glaring example of the story falling short. Also, he's the guy who's supposed to be coming back to attack the village, and he's dead for all intents and purposes for the hero. But they still went back like, okay, we got to keep these guys from coming back. Who's coming back? It was him. He's coming back with not just himself, but more resources to try and tackle this particular village or move. Mm-hmm. And you know we're going to see that most likely in not most likely in number two. And if it's a successful franchise, we'll probably see. But we also we, let's not let go of the of the whole thing that the big bad is Belisarius, right? Belisarius basically kills the king, his daughter, and 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 the queen, and takes over as the regent, you know. Um, and so therefore he's running the whole thing, and and he's the one who is basically the mentor, the father figure to our our main character. Um, what's her name? What's the main character's name? Cora, right? So he's the big bad to Cora. I mean, he's her, her and so remember what they said, she gets very good at fighting. You know, she becomes an officer at a very early age. She becomes one of the um, the, the, the the lead guardians of the princess. And, and, and the princess, the whole, the whole thing the princess is that the empire has been expanding so much using, you know, force to conquer the whole universe. But yeah, do we care? Queen are hoping that well, what happened is that the daughter, now that she, I think she can what reanimate life or bring something back to life, that she would start, you know, w- ruling from a different perspective. And our boy yes. Belisarius goes but, in and says, but, but do we care about this lead character? She gave us all this backstory about what happened to her as a kid, 
we've seen this story before. We know about the, you know, we know about the orphan hero. And she gets raised by the, she gets raised by the enemy. So we've got the reverse idol going on. Amora. Did you actually care about this character? What the fortunes of this character made? I, did. I didn't. I did. Why? I Why? 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 I felt there's someone who 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 had who was confronting the truth of what she was living and realized she didn't like it anymore, and she wanted to 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 break off and and do her own thing. She wanted to be left alone, basically. But because of her skill set, because of what her knowledge of, of this particular type of um, enemy, she had to get involved, right? And so I, I kind of liked it. I don't have a problem with that. You know, we also have the, the character with, um, you know, Anthony Hopkins who plays the, um, that robot. What is it, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm interested in finding out more about that. What the heck is going on with that? You know? Well, that might be the next twist, but, um, you know, yeah. it might be a twist that's kind of ridiculous, but uh, hopefully it's not what I think it is, but... Um, it's not ridiculous already? I'm saying, like, not saying that the... I'm saying that because they've stopped, so they must have saw something that really shocked them as robots, but they're robots, so what would really, if they're... And they're really efficient the in what they did, standing, so... The robot was standing in the field with the with the homemade crown made yep and, uh, it, it, that was the ending of the movie just standing there at the end of the day and i'm looking like what that was so odd it was just there from out of nowhere it was just odd okay but again it, i i i i do believe a lot of the people who enjoy snyder's work connect all the stuff or like mars is doing here you know, builds up a lot of it. Builds up a lot of excitement to see how these odd things are going to play out in part two or whatever may or whatever may have you, so they can speculate and go rabbit holing with it. For me, it doesn't you know, just doesn't work. You went. I think Mars, you went too far in your your telling of the character. Like some, you could just like the lead and just want to see the next one. It's like, oh, she was cool. I mean, she's a little over. You could tell she was part of something because she's a little overdeveloped to be. The farm, she may be the only farm hand to be that diesel out there in the farm. Like everyone else is looking like going to pick up water. He was the only one diesel. <laughs> and the only can pick up water and no, the lead, the lead guy, the guy from Ant Man and uh, Billions, he could be, his beard was the heaviest thing that he was carrying around with it. But she was just like coming in there, like obviously you've been through stuff, a supermodel that's been through something terrible, but at the same time, she was, she's, you know, trying <laughs> You like what you like, you know. It's like Magneto being the hero. He's like, it don't make no sense, but he's cool. That's it. Yeah, I always say you can like whatever you like. Okay, if it doesn't hold up to scrutiny, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. But hey, you can still like it. It's not a big problem. I, I only take issue with people who I don't think the only thing I ever take issue with when it's something that's clearly bad. It's clearly bad. Doesn't hold up to any scrutiny, and it, people are still going to try to twist and contort and to make it something that's actual quality. Like no. But you don't. It doesn't have to be a quality for you to like it, right? And then it, you're right. I mean, like I said, there were issues. Clearly, there are issues with the whole with what was going on. But overall, I think it was good. I mean, look, the very fact that Kai died right away that threw me off. You know, this guy Charles Hunan is um, Charlie Hunan is is, is 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 being billed as like the next big leading man in a lot of shows and stuff. And right off the bat, they killed this dude. I'm like, oh, all right, here's this, here's a Han Solo guy, you know, that she's gonna probably kick. But no, it seems to be Gunnar. You know, Gunnar, who all of that. F all of that. I'm sorry to cut you off. Titus. I looked at it and said, that was uh, T'Chaka. That was T'Chaka. These are just like, that is T'Chaka. Like, I, I'm, I was like, why isn't 
Dijon Hansu in the first Black Panther movie as the oh, you, you mean, as, T'Chaka. As opposed, to, as opposed to the other actor they chose for T'Chaka, who yes. like was ready for the retirement hall? Yeah. Not not the old, not the, I'm not talking about, I don't want to touch on the same age. I'm talking about the, when he was young and he comes back and he, he kills the guy. I wanted, no, I, I wanted, I wanted Dijon Hansu for, uh, you know, the older T'Chaka at, at the end of the day, even at that. You could have said he was whatever age. I just never believed that Chitaka would let himself get out of shape like that. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just thinking of because when I met Chitaka's only on a couple pages in the original story, and I bought that one, the back issue from one of those comics. He probably Ralph, um, what's the name of him? Ralph Avenue Comics, and it was just like this but hey. golden. But um, but yeah, I, I saw saw him in this, and he was no, like. No. We got extra diesel in there. How did this happen? The Chaka. Yes. No, no. Like, hey, I saw the I saw the movie. We finally get to see Black or the uh, uh, Civil War. And you see the Chaka. You're like, that's the Chaka, really? He's like, oh, well, he's not Black Panther anymore. I was like, he was like, oh, it's all yours now, son. Pass that bucket of chicken. It was just like, this wow. is great. No, I would have loved Good to see the you know Digimon there. No, I just couldn't. I couldn't believe somebody who had been both king. He's the head of state, but he's also the uh, but he's also the uh, the head of the Panther cult as well, and you know that that means you know hey you're, you're still a fighter and such. And for him to like man, he just really let himself go. I was like okay, all right, cool. Well, I mean, um, uh, Chadwick, I mean, you know, he always looked younger, so it could have worked. I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. But I, any way we could get Tachaka in there with Dijon Hansu in there, I'd be happy with. But that's a little side. It was great to see him. He was um and you know he's he's been showing up but now you know he'll be in something where he'll get to do some more stuff. He's um you know so that was that was cool. I just like it's hard to see the Gunner guy because he's in a bunch of Apple TV stuff and he's in this like um, military thing where he kind of it, it kind of goes it kind of gets soft towards the end and he's also in the the stewardess movie. So it's like I seen this guy and <laughs> so I really wanted some faces with that I didn't know coming into this, but at the same time, it was your, you know, your cast of right guy from Billions, you know, he's in there and it's just like, you could put some the guy you were talking about who turns on them, you know, like some of these people we've seen a lot of, oh, the other thing, um, uh, you know, sorry, you listen up, you go. Yeah, but I mean, Dijon Hunsu actually played uh, T'Challa. Are you talking about uh, in the cartoon? Cartoons, so okay, yeah, which is an interesting connection. And but this guy is so busy. I mean, he's in what three movies, two or three movies every single year. He deserves you know, it. All, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, all guy, the work he needs, everything, give him everything he wants. Oh, we can't. I gotta talk about the last Zach, uh, Zach Snyder element. I don't know it's not in every movie. I can't say I mean, that's a total lie. But one of his favorite things is Frank Miller. And when we saw the the, the lightsabers. And we say, oh, he's doing lightsabers. No, he's doing the futuristic Electra. Like this, like totally Electra. It's like, all right, I got my Electra here. Even though Electra has a size, he's like, I'm doing my Electra. This uh, this assassin with the, but they try to add some some funky stuff with the arms and whatnot. He's got his Electra going on in here. He had a little bit of red. I was like, what the, what's the <laughs> having those type of energy swords and they don't cut through anything? Like go over here and like the bone is stronger. <laughs> It's like, come on. 
you know, I think it, this was more like an introduction to different characters. Clearly, we won't see the team aspect of it until the second movie. Oh, dude, 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 no, no, it wasn't good. It's just bad, man. It's just bad. I get people gonna like it. You know, Snyder has a very, he has a very strong, very dedicated following. But he can do this type of I'm stuff. I'm not an apologist. And for there's an audience. I'm not an apologist. And there's an audience for it. I hmm? think that this movie um, may not have done as well in the U.S. as it could have. But I guarantee you, once the network, uh, the, the Netflix writing is going, I guarantee it's going to pretty do. It's going to do pretty well outside the United States, you know, because um, I, I think it's going to people are going to are, are going to like, yo, all right, cool, we're gonna we're gonna like this. We're gonna see this is pretty good. So, yeah, United States, we have there's a there's a there's a visceral there's a visceral like of what Zack Snyder does or doesn't do, right? And you're right, there is quote unquote Zack Snyder apologist, but there's a bunch of people who just hate him and don't give him a chance. You know, could this movie have been better? I think you're right. Is this an A movie? Is this something that should get an Oscar? No. Is it an enjoyable um, flick that you can just put on and watch and take it? Yes, I think it is. The visuals, Jack Snyder, like you said, there's nothing about the visuals. Now, guys, let's talk about the characters, okay? What did you guys Do we have to? (laughs) I think we're we're good, right? I think we're good. We can just move on on to something more enjoyable. We can, we can, we got people here. Go to what you want to talk about with the characters, please. Uh, okay. Was there any standout for you guys in terms of the whole show and how um, no. the portrayed or how they, they, they handled their character? For me, it was obviously, I said Titus, I said the, the robot. Obviously, I'm a fan of Korra. And I guess, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, Blood Axe was, I mean, the hard part is and the same thing for like, I'm going for. Like we have Star Wars was like perfect in how it put this team together because what's name was coming in there for the money. So you knew why Han Solo was there. Chewie was already with Han Solo, but throughout the movie, his ties is just money, right? So that's what keeping him here. Everything. And Chewie was awesome. Hmm? No, I said Chewie was awesome. <laughs> so, but then you had this time. This. Like I was, I would go to like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's there's no real reason why this group. Obviously, we need to see more years of the. No, I mean Star Wars showed you how it hits the same notes as Star Wars, the original Star Wars movie. But you know, Star Wars showed you how the Death Star felt like they're just a, a planet destroying piece. Now they did cool visuals showing you them on the planet and shooting down the planet. And then they're leaving the planet at the same time. Those visuals that are coming, they're seeing them from the from the was it the the landing thing, strip saw come up, that sort of thing. Those are cool visuals, but it didn't feel like these guys been going from planet to planet destroying something. They did have the history, they did it as much as they could with flashbacks. But you see with with um Star Wars, they did it with having a, t- a ship that looks pretty big and then a huge monstrous ship right behind it so it said oh these guys have been coming and it gave you this umph to it so i think that's what was missing to make you feel like this these villains and the, the idea of a dreadnought this planet that's this ship that's coming around and destroying planets which is a great idea just need to somehow shorten it and make it visual enough so you can feel that portion of it so i would say the robot jimmy Cora, Titus, those are my favorite characters. And I, I, I have to say Blood Axe, those Blood Axe characters were cool. I, but I, same as time, 
I knew there was going to be kind of cannon fodder. Oh, all you guys are there. Y'all going to get mowed down. But you got to, you know, you got to have people feel it in the, in the audience. And I'll give the, you know, a nod. They're fun, but it's just the, the glue to keep them together is the problem with it. So Interesting. Did not think about that. So you, so you? we know we know Cal has issues. So why don't you say the characters that that, that called out to you, and then maybe Cal have maybe one character. If, if don't it, worry, Cal, <laughs> Cal will definitely get a taste. Don't worry, don't worry. Just say you, he's got this long pause. Say it, man. Say something. Man. Yeah, I mean, so surprising. I think one of the things that, that, that surprised me, and it may not be, it may not amount to anything in the next two was the very fact of Jimmy. I don't know, it's just like, what is Jimmy? It just kept on coming to me like, who or what is it? Of course, it's Anthony Hopkins' voice, right? So it's like, right off the bat, it catches you. You know, like, why is he not fighting? What is going on? And of course, we all know that most likely in the end, the the, the robot is going to probably end up fighting um, for, for Cora's side, you know? Um, that was for real? Like, that's the character That's the character that interests you most? I don't, for me, it was. No, it was from the 95 short... Johnny Five Short Circuit is the one that introduced you the most. But then also the other one, probably the number one is Belisarius. Who's Johnny? You know, I always like to, I think a movie can't work without a really good um, antagonist, you know? And the antagonists are who help to bring any movie up to the level of, a, of an entertaining thing. And I think Belisarius is enough of a, of a, of a, how can I say, a, um, a, a, a person who, who feels righteousness in his own right, you know, and what he's doing, whether or not it causes some problems for others out there, including Cora. It felt, that felt like that felt like the the it felt like that bit they used in the Force Awakens with the guy above. Um, what's the name? The, um, hmm? So yeah, Snow. That that I mean, not the look, but the whole him kind of being this presence that they go to another realm to see, and I was just like, man, he must have sat through Force Awakens saying they use everything in my pitch. God, <laughs> they sold everything. All right, but um, I, you know, so, but I hear you. All right, all right, all right. So hey, any more? Anything we're gonna say? Oh, what are you talking about? You, everybody, every, I thought this was a down the line. Sam got some. You guys try to come over here and scoot out. No, I'm gonna hit every single one of these. I'm gonna hit every single one of these stock figures. They're gonna go characters, starting with the lead. Okay. Oh no, I thought you. No, I, I I didn't think you were gonna let me do it. I thought you were gonna tell me. No, no, please don't. <laughs> Let's hear it. You know, we want we want the people okay. to hear how you are. Uh, okay, and uh, as being as gentle as I can, this stock characters. There's no reason for me to be invested in any of them. The lead is a star character, and everybody she meets going through there is a star character as well. Most of them are the most of them are what they're Ronin at the end of the day. But you have the failed general, okay? You've got the you've got the assassin. You have the uh the lovable rogue who's you got the lovable rogue in uh what's that Charles uh Charlie Hillman? Hi. Yeah. Okay. They're all you know they're all star characters at the end of the day. You know the girl with the secret. All of them. So. If, and again, if you're going to make this a character-driven story, which again, I just don't understand it. If, if you wanted to do Campbell, Campbell is literally a paint-by-numbers type of story. You do this, you do this, you do that, and it'll work. That's Star, that's Star Wars. You know, it's, it, you know it, it, all you have to do, okay, we need to have this scene right here. 
you got to have this. We got, and it, this is a matter of execution. And he's not able to do it. Okay, so let's go to the characters. None of these characters, none of them. I remember she's telling her backstory. And I could care less. You're, you're talking about the, the antagonist. And I agree that this guy could be a suitable antagonist. But the moment that he sent the other dude, after, having already failed, that he told him, look, I want you to go get my daughter and bring him back. I'm like, so all this, all, this guy's just going to end up being tortured. We already know this. He's not gonna, we already know that, you know, she's not going to be able to get taken out because she's been in situations where the whole, every, there's like six, seven, eight guys with laser blasters all firing at her and nobody can touch her while she's moving in slow motion. So that whole scene right there was like, okay, this guy's not equipped. This guy's not equipped to get this particular thing done. You've got to have a character that is compelling. You also need to have a character that's going to connect with your with your audience. I'm not going to connect with a five foot two female who's running all around doing this stuff. That's just not going to happen. I'm also not going to connect with the six foot guy who's a farmer who's with her who, who looks like he's about to get raped unless she's you know, she defends him. I'm not connecting with him either. And then all the other characters come out. I thought the the best character. The best character was the dude who was like the, the take on the noble savage, where he goes and he rides the uh, the griffin. Yeah. Uh, he goes and rides the griffin. But even in that scene, I was like, see, that could have been, I mean, and again, the visual, the visual, you know, the visual almost makes you stop thinking. But then I'm looking at the whole thing, and this guy's like, yeah, let's show him not, let's show him that we are not afraid and this, that, and the other. I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, you just got on this thing and you're flying. Now that you guys are friends, kill all those guys. <laughs> kill all those guys. And leave that thing's free, and you're free. You don't have to bring that thing back at all. So, if you're going to base this on characters, the characters need to be compelling in some fashion that the audience wants to connect with them. But I'm realizing, based on what you said, Mars, and I think you got something here that you don't have to, with a Snyder with the Snyder work. You don't have to connect to traditional things. You don't have to connect to a good story, and you don't have to connect to compelling characterization or setting, as long as you connect to those visuals, this can be a very enjoyable experience for you. And I think that's what a lot of people come in for Snyder's stuff, those visuals. And if those visuals hit, then it's been an enjoyable thing for them. I, yeah. That's just not enough for me. But I think going forward, I think going forward, I'll try to relax some of the things that I expect, you know, from a good film and see if I can just go ahead and enjoy it strictly for the other uh, visuals. That's good to hear. Wow, I think I've turned them. You hear that, Pete? You're next. <laughs> that, that, that didn't happen. All right, so predictions. Predictions is, I think, it's uh, part, part, one. part two will suck as bad as part one. I think there's going to be, they're going to, it's, it's in the, you know, Netflix just spent over $160 million to do both movies, right? I think they did them back to back. And they have the director's cut. That's cheap. Yeah, relatively cheap for you know they they but it, this that's how much they spent. So I'm thinking that they're going to do everything they can to turn this around because this is uh, something that they gave to him based on you know that they thought that he could he could bring a particular audience. And remember, he has a strong international audience base that comes out for him. You know, particularly in Latin America. So I I expect this to do pretty pretty well, be number one um, in a lot of a lot of different places. Okay. Well, I'm interested to see what happens to number two. Let's see. Let's see. I would love to see what the directors cut it. See how much it explains. 
what was missing, and then the same thing goes with um. You're predicting. You're really gonna watch the director's You're really gonna watch the director's cut. Well, dude, he's like the same thing with Ridley Scott all the time. Ridley Scott, if you don't really watch the director's cut, you kind of miss what he's trying to say to you. Sometimes. How many Ridley Scott movies have you watched the director's cut and it made it a better movie? Um, the Blade Runner, the Kingdom of Heaven. No, no, Blade, Blade Runner was already a good movie. It made it better with the director's cut. Okay, did you see the director's cut for Prometheus? I haven't seen Prometheus at all, so I have no, I have no. Record. And you never will, and you never will. That was a setup. We walk right into that one. They're predicting the success, predicting of what part two is going to be. Any predictions? It has uh, a hit. Part two, part two, they're going to try to do, they're going to, he's going to try and complete the whole cycle of seven samurai. The only problem is he's not going to be able to do that because he only has six people, number one. And number two, he's not going to execute on the story. So we'll, we'll get a lot of the same stuff we saw before. We'll get the cool visuals. We will get the big fight scene because we got to have that big battle. We got to have that big battle with the, the people against the superior force, and you know they're going to do the guerrilla tactics, and they'll be able to win, and they'll be able to win out somewhere there. That, that's pretty much what that's pretty much what I would expect. The ending, you know, we'll either get we won't get a happy ending, you know, so we're not going to get anybody, you know, you know, people get to live good lives. We might get one character that gets developed a little bit better than the others, but that character is going to get killed. You know, expect that to ha expect that to happen, but they'll win in the end. Uh, we'll definitely see a scene with that guy being tortured while everybody hears his screams because that was already foreshadowed in part one. And we'll, we'll you know, the lead, the lead will probably do the old Shane thing and you know, ride off into the sunset onto the next adventure that, if we're lucky, will never come. Well, for me, I'm going for. Um, we're gonna find out who the real killer of the of the family is and of course as they already set up in this it's got to be one of these people so it might it's probably going to be cora and that's what you know probably going to be the emphasis of why the robot is so in shock of the shutting down or who knows what but i'm going for cora i'm calling it here stamp that in let's close it out wow i was not expecting that one cora yo geez you're basically turning everything around. So why would Cora do it? Because she killed her family? No, I'm saying it's just a twist. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting that in. I'm, I'm documenting it right now. All right. Cool. Like my Wimby. My Wimby documentation. Holding you to it. Okay. Any last words? And you're saying you want to bet on it? Because you know I already called I call, call Mark Wade. I call Wimby. What else? You want to go for it? This is my third one. You want to bet? No, I'm kidding. All right, close it out. <laughs> Iraq. Out. We're out.